Welcome to the Well Woman Show. Each episode is a transformational journey using mindfulness, feminism, leadership, and strategy. Generate wealth and impact your community. Most Latinas don't have the ideal mainstream America body type, right? And so it used to be that eating disorders were not very common among Latinas. And, you know, we're reaching parity, unfortunately, in that realm, which is really unfortunate because now we're just as likely to suffer from body image issues as our Anglo sisters. And now, here's your host, feminist thought leader, London School of Economics grad, leadership consultant, and transformational coach, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, gorgeous well women. On the show this week, I talked to Ana Consuelo Matiella about social marketing. And it's really interesting, the difference between social marketing and social media. And we'll get into that. But Ana is a storyteller and bilingual and bicultural health communications and social marketing expert. She's co-founder and content director of De Las Mias, a bilingual healthy lifestyle platform and community for Latinas. On the show, we'll talk about using empathy in developing health messaging, engaging in culturally appropriate social marketing, and how to use food positive and body positive messaging. All the information shared today can be found at the show notes at wellwomanlife.com slash 191 show. And it, it is interesting. I've actually worked with Anna over the years on different social marketing campaigns to do with new moms and uh, postpartum depression and, and things in, in public health, in the public health and women's health arena. And when you really look into what social marketing is, it's actually a process that applies traditional marketing principles and techniques to create and communicate influence to a target audience to change behavior that benefits um, society as a whole. So it's more of a public health. um, I I mean, I see it more as a public health uh, type of process. Some folks who have like written definitions for this, because people get really confused between social marketing and social media. And social marketing really is influencing behavior that benefits society without financial profit to the marketer. So think about that. Most marketers are profiting, right, financially from what they're trying to get you to do or buy. Or And when we're talking about this specific type of social marketing, um, which has been around since the early 70s. So I just want you to bear that in mind as you're listening to this, because Ana Matiella is a social marketing expert. She's um, developed her 30-year career in Um, this type of social marketing, which is really looking at audience-centered design and and influencing behaviors in order to have healthier outcomes for people. So with that, I want to let you know that you can also join us for conversations after the show in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. And the Well Woman Show is thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine and High Desert Yoga. Now to my interview with Ana Consuelo Matiella. I'm speaking with Ana Matiella. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Ana, you and I have worked together in the past. We've been on projects together. We have um, a lot in common in a lot of ways. And you are working on some really exciting new things. But before we dive in, I want you to just tell listeners, who are you in the world today? Today, I'm a storyteller. I'm a grandmother. I'm a mother. I'm a health communications specialist. 
I'm co-founder and content director of De Las Mias, which is a wonderful digital platform for Latinas. I'm a New Mexican. I'm a Chicana. I, th I thought about this, my identity and it, all the different facets of our identities. It's fascinating to me, and especially when you put it to yourself, the question, right? Yeah. And the reason I asked that question is because we have these identities and these labels and we sort of get very attached to uh, this is who I am, you know, based on like my title and my degree and my this and that. And when you start peeling all of that away, it's like, who are you without all of that? And so I find it very interesting. So tell me, Anna, what are you working on and how does it impact women's lives and well-being? De Las Mias is a bilingual, healthy lifestyle, digital platform and community for Latinas. And our mission is to help each other get healthier. We're all about food positive, body positive, culture positive. We don't have forbidden foods. We embrace our culture and ourselves in all our complexities. And so one of our main goals is to show and accept acceptance for who we are and what we are in the world and trying to be as healthy as possible. Okay, so let's go get into some of that. I think it's fascinating that you're, you've developed this healthy lifestyle platform specifically for Latinas, because in, it, at least in my experience in working in health policy and public health mm -hmm. uh, and health education, there's a lot of information that's really not geared toward specific cultures or, or people and, and the habits that they have and the, the way that they live their lives. We always struggled. I, I feel like I always struggled on these projects to like make the information relevant for the people that needed it the most. And so you're doing that. How did you do that? And, and how did you come up with this? Well, the way we do it is that instead of creating or adopting something that has been developed, say, for mainstream American culture and then translating it into Spanish, we started off with the needs and the motivators and the pain points and values of Latinas in mind and then created something to address those needs, barriers and motivators, right? So it's not a translation. That is a big mistake that, that folks make. I do know. And you can you could talk to that as a professional in this area, the way that people just take information and then simply translate it and say, OK, now, it, you know, now all Spanish speaking people or Vietnamese speaking people can take this information and use it. And actually, that's not the case. So what is the difference then between translating and then actually developing information with that population at the center? We like to use the term transcreation because we're taking evidence, evidence based information, science based information from the National Institutes of Health, Centers for Disease Control, all evidence-based information. And then instead of translating, we transcreate it with Latina values in mind, right? So the examples are different. You know, we don't use the same examples as you would in an English, you know, article or booklet or, or platform. Um, so we really develop it for the audience. And that's really what true marketing is, right? I'm a, I'm a social marketer. And, and so marketing is all about audience-centered design. And De Las Mias is all about audience-centered design. We designed and developed De Las Mias with our audience in mind, not somebody else's audience, right? And so, and that's how we transcreated all the content and the approaches 
And and you also use design thinking and your daughter works with you and she's an expert in design thinking. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Design thinking. It's really interesting to me because, well, my daughter is, you know, she got an MBA in, you know, design strategy and she's a design thinking expert. And I've learned a lot from her. But one of the things that I notice is in my social marketing approach, right? And this is social marketing in the old way, not social media marketing, but social marketing in public health. You always start with a need values and motivators are the people that you're trying to impact, right? And so, and and that's why it's called audience-centered design. And that's the same approach that design thinkers use, right? Um, You start with them in mind. And um, a lot of design thinking has to do with empathy building, right? And so we're much more likely to develop something that's going to hit the mark if you start from a point of empathy. So a lot of it has to, to do with getting to know your audience. And that's why, you know, being bicultural and bilingual already is a great advantage, right, for me, because I'm, I come from both cultures. So social marketing and design thinking have that in common, right? You design with the audience in mind, the audience needs in mind, and the audience motivators in mind. Okay, so it, you you do this and you, I know, because uh, I've worked on social marketing projects with you before, we've, we did focus groups and all of this. So how intense and in-depth did you get with all of that to create the Las Mias? It was a fascinating process. We were very lucky. We got an NIH grant through the Small Business Innovation Research arm of the National Cancer Institute. And we were given a three-year grant to start it from the ground up. So we did begin with focus group interviews with women in Albuquerque. We designed it here. And so we started with these focus group interviews and we tested prototypes. We started with a few focus group interviews. Then we developed the prototype based on those interviews. And then we fine-tuned it as we went along. And then we built a high-fidelity prototype, and then we conducted a randomized controlled trial in Albuquerque with 200 women, and that's where we got such positive results and um, created what you see now. It's www.delasmias.com. That's where you could see the website because it includes a website and apps, right? Yeah, so walk us through it. So when you get to that, what, what happens? What does a user do? Well, the user can do several things, right? They, we have lots of great articles on living a healthy life. And then we have a whole collection of recipes that are based on Southwestern, New Mexican, and Mexican food. So all of our recipes have to do with the, with our recipes from our culture, right? And one of the things that we try to do, because we're culture positive, um, and we're very proud of being Chicanas and Latinas, is that we bust the myth that Mexican and New Mexican food is unhealthy. You know, there's commercials about you know, how unhealthy Mexican food is, you know, it's, which is pretty bad. But anyway, uh, uh, but what we, what we want to communicate to everyone is our food is healthy. And here's a collection of wonderful recipes that have been tested in a test kitchen by a test kitchen chef, who is also my sister, and then analyzed by our nutritionist, um, Malena Perdomo, who's a, a dietitian and nutritionist and a, a diabetes educator. So all of our recipes are tried and true based on the highest USDA guidelines for healthy food, and they're all Mexican and New Mexican. Did you develop different recipes than what people may be making at home? But 
it's similar. Like you can say, yeah, you can eat tacos and enchiladas, but here's how, here's the healthy yeah, recipe. Exactly. We, we develop, for example, enchiladas, you know, you, you know, we don't use lard. So there's, so there's some adaptations, like for example, bizcochitos. We all know you can't make a good bizcochito without lard. And so that's when we get into the poquito de todo category, which is a little bit of everything. You don't have to give up bizcochitos. You can have two bizcochitos with your coffee instead of four or whatever. So we have this moderation and adaptation, right? So that it's we don't give up foods at all. And there's no such thing as a bad food. I like that. I like how you, you actually started off with that saying food positive and body positive. So what are you doing on the body positive side? A lot of times, most Latinas um, don't have the ideal mainstream America body type, right? And so where it used to be now, it used to be that eating disorders were not very common among Latinas. And, you know, we're reaching parity, unfortunately, in that realm, which is really unfortunate, because now we're just as likely to suffer from body image issues as our Anglo sisters. So um, when we say body positive, we want you to accept your body at any size because you can be healthy at any size. And so we we do prescribe to that. And that is that you can be healthy at any size and that the key is in accepting your body. That's the key. And then building healthy habits over time, not depriving yourself of your favorite foods. That never works, you know, and if it works, it only works until you go to the class reunion. And there's also a very kind of community aspect mm-hmm. to this, which yes. is um, healthy lifestyles together, or what? how did you put it? There's three main features to the Las Mias, and one of them is Mis Comadres. And on the app, right, for this, you do need the app, because we have a, the website and we have the app. And the app is the where the interaction takes place, right? It's interactive. And on the app, you sign up, you, you, you know, build a profile. And like, say you and I wanted to be comadres, you build your profile, I'll build my profile. And then you and I are in it together. So like, if I eat my three veggies, you know, we have a healthy lifestyle checklist. And one of the items is eat three veggies a day. So if I eat my three veggies a day, I check it on my checklist, I get a little badge called an ESO, which means right on. And then I send it to you and I go, hey, look, I got my ESOs for eating my veggies. And then you and I communicate back and forth. You can go, oh, God, I had popcorn. I go, it's okay. Maybe tomorrow, you know, that kind of thing. So we have a conversation. And you can support each other. And and there's some accountability there. Like, let me tell you how my day went. And and did I do my walking or whatever I said that I was going to do. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the features is mis comadres. And then, of course, the other is la cocina and uh, activate ya. And activate ya means get active already. <laughs> and then you track your activity, again, through the activity tracker in the app. And so all the interacting, interactive uh, self-monitoring tools are in the app. And in the website, you have the recipes and uh, all the good content that's also in the app, right? Mm-hmm. But the interactive stuff is not. Okay, so people can go to delasmias.com to check that out. And I'm speaking with Ana Matilla, and we'll be right back. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication. And for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. 
Many of you have followed my journey from consulting to women's leadership and empowerment, starting a nonprofit, raising two kids, and everything in between. I've really taken some time this year to focus in on where I can help the most women with their own desire to create social impact and also a good income for themselves and their families. As my consulting and coaching practice is growing, I found that one of my favorite things to do is the free discovery sessions. I love hearing about people's passions for the work they do, sharing what I do, and helping people understand what my hybrid consulting coaching is all about. Hint, hint, serious strategy plus spacious mindset. So if you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing or waking up in the middle of the night anxious about money, lacking energy you need to get everything done or procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or even if you're in a leadership role, but you're second guessing yourself and not getting things done, I'd love to talk to you. These conversations help me get clear on how I can help more leaders create the impacts and income they want so they can start living with ease and joy. Plus, you'll get a free hour with me to get crystal clear on what you want to create for your company or organization and your life and what's been holding you back. So if you're interested, you can book a call at wellwomanlife.com slash learn more. Okay, I'm back with Ana Matiella, who is the co-founder of De Las Mias, which is a healthy lifestyle platform. And Anna, we're going into this segment called Superpowers for Success. I want to ask you a few quick round of questions here um, to help uh, listeners really learn from you and your experience as a woman, as a leader, as a business owner. So what uh, does success in life mean for you? I have given this a lot of thought. I, I, I actually have a book <laughs> that... Uh, so I my life... And my value in life is about being creative, independent, free, and helping others. Th- th- those four things are are what gives me joy, right? And so, if I'm constantly checking against that, it's very important for me to be creative in my work, and I think my work really reflects that. And I'm very proud of my work because of that. And also, I like a lot of personal freedom, which is why I'm an entrepreneur and why I've been in business, you know, for my for the, for the last 30 years. Um, so did that answer your question? Yeah, I love that. So creative, independent, freedom, and helping others. Yes. That's that. Those are four really great values for anybody to live by. Um, Anna, when did you know you were really good at what you do? Sometimes you have to remind yourself every day that you're good at what you do, right? Because like many of us super mujeres out there, right? We are so, we hold a high bar for ourselves. And if we don't meet that bar, then we go, oh, you know, then the negative, sometimes the negative talk talk kicks in. So I think when I really felt like really successful is when I first, when I produced the first fotonovela, which was years ago in the 80s. And a fotonovela, you know what a a fotonovela is? Like a comic book, only it has pictures, photos. And here's this really cool medium that's a pop culture medium that everybody reads in Mexico, and no one's thought of using it as an educational tool. And 
I thought about using it as an educational tool and then built a career around that. And that made me feel really successful to be the fotonovela queen. <laughs> so that, that was one kind of mark for success. Yeah. And it's so true that, um, that we can go into, you know, that we do have to remind ourselves of that, that we are really good at what we do because we can go into that negative self-talk so easily. And I mean, I've interviewed hundreds of women who have lots of, you know, quote unquote successes. Uh, one woman wrote, you know, a book that sold millions and millions of copies in multiple languages and actually lots of lots of books she wrote. And she was worried that she wouldn't be able to write another book. And it was like painful for her, you know. So we all go through that. Yeah. And I don't really know what that's about, except that you have to constantly uh, challenge yourself to get out of that space. And that's where true friendships come from right that's where it's yeah. great to have comadres to say oh man look at all those yes yes because it gr it grows stronger if you don't talk about it if yes. you don't have someone to to share it with yes. it, it, it just festers and grows within you <laughs> so definitely if that's happening to you and you're listening um share that with one of your comadres yeah absolutely i think uh you have brought this up a lot, and that is mindfulness. And a lot of times we don't stop to smell the roses, so to speak, not to be too, you know, cliche. But if you did something good and you're proud of it, it's like hold it, hang with it for a while and embrace it and love it and acknowledge it rather than whoops, what's next, you know. Yeah. It's really important to hold those wonderful memories and those successes. Yes. Yeah, and to celebrate it. So Anna, describe a personal habit that contributes to your own well-being so that you can do all of this that you're doing in the world. I get on my bicycle every day. My bicycle is like... I cannot tell you how much I love my bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. All right, so bike riding. I love that. And then what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? I think storytelling, because I'm a storyteller. That's what I am. And we were raised in a family of storytellers, so you kind of took it for granted. Like, doesn't everybody do this? But apparently not. <laughs> so yeah, storytelling is my superpower. What? Uh, give us an example of of how you how that is something that you just kind of took for granted that you just do, and then you realized like, oh wow, this is actually really useful. Well, I think um, everything that I do, everything that I've done in my career has to do with storytelling. You know, I, I was, I have, I've written fiction, I've written short stories, I produce fotonovelas, De Las Mias is a storytelling medium. Um, but I think when I realized that, it has to do with my tia Paki, who was my madrina, you know, and she's the one that first put a pencil and paper in my hand and said, you're bored? Write down some stories, you know. There's that old lady that passes by every day with a sack of, you know, cans on her back. What's her story? Write it down. And so that came, that gift of storytelling came from my tia Paki. Oh, I just got chills. Like she really supported you to do that and, and supported you to discover that in yourself. And at the time, you know, I had no idea, right? I was like, I don't know how old I was, 10 maybe. 
But at the time, was she was almost like a fairy godmother giving me a little, like, a blessing. Like, you can tell stories. And that was kind of a lovely thing. Yeah. yeah, sometimes we need someone to tell us that we can do it before we believe it and actually go do it. You know, that that is so true. And especially a, an adult, you know, when you're a child, a, a trusted adult that tells you that. So... Anna, what advice would you give your younger self, say 25 or 30 years old? Chill out. <laughs> okay, would she have listened? I don't know. But at 25, I was intense, right? I'm pretty intense now, but 25, ay, ay, ay. I was so intense. Okay, so you, you would have told yourself to chill out because why was it, why is it not good that you were intense? Well, at a certain point, there's a balance, and I learned this, you know, over time. There's a balance between talking, expressing, and listening, and taking things in. When, when you have this gift of storytelling, we'll call it, you want to tell, right? Yeah. And so... As a storyteller, I need to listen so I can be a story listener, right? And, and that was, that's probably one of the hardest and most important lessons of my life. And that is a lesson that a lot of people would benefit from, I think, in the world. So thank you for that. Um, Anna, do you identify as a feminist? I do. What does that mean for you? Stand up, speak up, and speak out. That's what it means about what you believe in. And also advocate for girls and advocate for boys to understand the patriarchy. Yeah, that's such an important point because really feminism isn't just about uh, empowering women. It's really about let's um, deconstruct the patriarchy for the benefit of all people. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. And I think that does get actually misunderstood a lot. Um, and, and so we really want to make it clear that, that whatever, you know, I'm, I work pretty exclusively with women. Um, although I actually do, I, I do work with men and actually we have a lot of men listeners. So if you're listening and you're a man, we welcome you. And uh, we want to share the perspective on this show that really supports and helps all people thrive. And so, um, Last question for you, Anna. Uh, last couple questions, actually. What makes a good leader? A good leader knows what she doesn't know. That's, to me, a very important lesson that takes a while. It took me a while to get that lesson. But you got to know what you don't know. Yeah, in order to move forward. Right. And people see that, right? And, they, and to a certain extent, there's humility in that. And so people see that. and then. They want to be helpful. They want to be part of your team. I like that. Okay. And last question. This has gone so fast, <laughs> but it, we are at the last question. And I want to know, what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? What's on my nightstand right now? You know what's on my nightstand right now? My friend Miriam Sagan's book called Gossip. She wrote it a long time ago. And I read it a long time ago, and I'm rereading it, and it just makes me smile <laughs> and chuckle right before I go to sleep. <laughs> awesome. Okay. We'll put that on our book. Awesome. Okay. We'll put that on our book list. We'll add it to the show notes. You can go to Well Woman 
lifelife.com slash radio to get all the links from today. Anna Matieya, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. You're doing a great job. Aw, thank you. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week, so be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.